98K News. It's one o'clock. I'm Robert Kemp. The headlines, two loan sharks have been jailed for three years for falsely imprisoning a woman in a love hotel. A golf coach has been given a suspended sentence for attacking a protester outside Fangling Golf Course in April. And the Hong Kong Federation of Education Workers has called on the Education Bureau to offer all schools a one-off payment of $100,000 to subsidise cleanup after Typhoon Mangut. Two loan sharks have been jailed for three years after being found guilty of falsely imprisoning a debtor. Sudan Chun and Wong Chun Cheng locked up a female victim known as Miss X for five hours in a love hotel in order to collect a $15,000 debt. Timmy Sung reports. In September 2016, Miss X was on her way to visit her boyfriend at Lai Chikov Reception Center when soon and another man suddenly turned up. Wong and two other men later joined them, and all five escorted the victim into a seven-seater vehicle. She was then taken to the Sun Hotel in Bangkok, where she was told to repay $25,000 to clear her debt of $15,000. During the five hours in the Love Hotel, the victim was made to undress. She also had vaginal and oral sex with Wong as a trade-off for not having pictures taken of her naked. Following a jury trial, the two men were convicted of false imprisonment. Wong was also charged with rape, but was found not guilty. In sentencing, High Court Judge Joseph Yao said he considered a starting point of three years in jail and saw no reason to make any reduction, since his lawyer claimed no violence had been involved. Meanwhile, Wong promised never appear in court as a defendant again to set a role model for his young daughters, aged 7 and 10. But Justice Yao said the crime was only non-violent because Miss X was too timid to resist, adding the victim was told she would be assaulted if she didn't comply. The judge also said that as the five men had appeared in Lai Chikok at about the same time, this meant the crime was premeditated. Golf coach has been sentenced to four weeks in jail, suspended for a year over an attack outside Fangling Golf Course in April. It took place during a protest calling for the site to be redeveloped for housing. Priscilla Ung reports. 57-year-old Tong Chen Po earlier pleaded guilty at the family magistracy for assault occasioning actual bodily harm after grabbing a member of the Labour Party by the neck and hitting his private parts. The attack was caught on camera. The victim, who's 28, had stormed through the gates of the golf course before being grabbed by Mr. Tong and thrown to the ground. In sentencing, the magistrate said a suspended jail sentence was appropriate as Mr. Tong had pleaded guilty and shown remorse. The ex-principal of scandal-plagued Hing Tak School, Chan Cheng Ping, has appeared in court for a charge of conspiracy to use false instruments. No plea was taken, and the case has been adjourned to October the 18th. Ms Chan has been accused of knowingly accepting a falsified job application and convincing another member of staff of its authenticity. It was also revealed by media last year that she had allegedly inflated admission figures at the school to avoid a cut in government funding. The Hong Kong Federation of Education Workers has called on the Education Bureau to offer all schools a one-off payment of $100,000 to subsidise the clean-up and repair works in the aftermath of severe typhoon Mankut on Sunday. The Federation said many campuses were badly damaged in the storm and it was reasonable for the government to alleviate their financial burden. Several schools remain closed. The director of the Hong Kong and Macau Affairs Office, Zhang Xiaoming, has urged young people in Hong Kong, especially those who've never been to the mainland, to take the express rail link to see the country's development for themselves. 
Speaking during a CCTV interview, he also described the arrangement to allow mainland laws to be implemented in a specific area of Hong Kong as being groundbreaking and unprecedented. He added that the opening of the express rail link on Sunday and the Hong Kong Zhuhai Macau Bridge later this year will facilitate the development of the Greater Bay Area. South Korea's President Moon Jae-in is to climb Mount Baekdu, the spiritual birthplace of the Korean nation, situated on the North Korea-China border. It's the culmination of his three-day visit to the North, which saw the North Korean leader Kim Jong-un agree during talks to shut down a missile testing facility. The US Secretary of State Mike Pompeo has welcomed that undertaking. Here's the BBC's Barbara Platt-Usher. Mr. Pompeo welcomed Kim Jong-un's invitation for international inspectors to witness the dismantling of North Korea's missile engine test site. He also praised Mr. Kim's offer to close the country's main nuclear complex, although the North Korean leader said he'd only do that if the U.S. took corresponding steps. Nevertheless, President Trump had already hailed these pledges as tremendous progress, and Mr. Pompeo said the U.S. was prepared to engage immediately in negotiations on the basis of them. He said the goal was a process of rapid denuclearization to be completed by the end of Mr. Trump's first term. At a European Union summit dinner in the Austrian city of Salzburg, the British Prime Minister Theresa May has urged European leaders to be ready to compromise on Brexit, saying Britain has already done so. Mrs May again rejected the European Commission's proposal that Northern Ireland should remain temporarily in the EU's customs union, while a future trading relationship was worked out. What we cannot accept is seeing Northern Ireland carved away from the United Kingdom Customs Territory uh, because regardless of where the checks would be, what that would mean would be that it would be a challenge to our constitutional and economic integrity. The Commission's President Jean-Claude Juncker said a deal remained far off, but some EU diplomats are quoted as saying they don't want Mrs May to return to London empty-handed. Austrian's Chancellor Sebastian Kurz, whose country holds the rotating EU presidency, said both sides needed to be flexible in arriving at a deal. If we want to make a deal, uh, both sides need to compromise. Uh, I think that uh, Michel Barnier and we as the EU27, we want to do everything possible to avoid a hard Brexit. We stand ready to compromise, but uh, we also expect that from the UK... The Republican chairman of the Senate Judicial Committee says Christine Blasey Ford must decide whether she'll testify against President Trump's nominee for the Supreme Court by Friday. Professor Blasey Ford, who claims Brett Kavanaugh sexually assaulted her in the 1980s, has said a rush to a hearing was unfair. Several Senate Democrats have come out to support her, as the BBC's Peter Bowes. Democrats have wanted to delay these proceedings as, as long as possible, knowing that the midterm elections were coming. It seems certainly as far as the Republicans are concerned, they are mindful that they want to push forward with this. She's been given the opportunity in public or private to appear. They say they are being fair to her if she refuses that opportunity. They may still go ahead with the vote on the confirmation of this judge. President Trump has launched his sharpest attack yet on his Attorney General, Jeff Sessions. Mr Trump said he was very unhappy with Mr Sessions' performance on a variety of issues. It's BBC's Anthony Zucker. This is not the first time Donald Trump has expressed dissatisfaction with Jeff Sessions, who as a senator from Alabama was one of then-candidate Trump's earliest and most ardent supporters. The president in particular has said he is unhappy that the attorney general recused himself from the Justice Department's investigation into Russian meddling in the 2016 presidential election. 
On Wednesday, however, Mr. Trump expanded his list of frustrations to include Mr. Sessions' handling of immigration issues and border security. Speculation has swirled that the president may at some point fire the attorney general. Spanish media says President Trump urged Spain to tackle the Mediterranean migration crisis by building a wall across the Sahara Desert. Reports quote the foreign minister's recollection that in June, President Trump brushed off doubts about the feasibility of a 3,000-kilometer wall, saying it can't be bigger than our border with Mexico. All across the Sahara would involve building through several sovereign nations. A UN report says cocaine production in Colombia, the world's biggest producer, increased by an estimated 31% last year, compared to the year before. The figure is the largest since the UN began keeping records. Here's the BBC's Candace Piet. Cocaine production was estimated at around 1,400 tonnes last year, much of it going to the United States, the biggest consumer of the drug. The UN said the region bordering the Pacific Ocean in Colombia was the most intensively cultivated. On its own, the state of Nariño, on the frontier with Ecuador, has more farmland dedicated to coca than the whole of Peru, another large producer. The increase has come despite efforts by the government to help peasants switch to legal alternatives to coca. Arthur Mitchell, one of the first black ballet dancers, has died in New York at the age of 84. He rose from a childhood in Harlem to dance leading roles for the New York City Ballet under the renowned choreographer George Balanchine. In a recent interview, Mitchell applauded the daring of Balanchine in the 1950s for putting him with a white prima ballerina. When I was dancing, I wasn't dancing for myself, I was dancing for my people. That responsibility was on my shoulder. It meant an awful lot that I had to be good, I had to be one of the best. Mm. And we'd go to the South and we would do a television show and they would say, oh, there's a black kid in there. And Bouncy said, if Mitchell doesn't dance, we don't dance. And when he did Agon, oh my, I mean, can you imagine? The audience. 1957. The World Anti-Doping Agency is expected to lift its suspension on Russia at a meeting in the Seychelles today. Russia's anti-doping agency, Rusada, was banned in 2015 amid a scandal over state-sponsored doping. Moscow has been reluctant to fully comply with a roadmap to its reinstatement. BBC's Alex Capstick reports. Russia wants its anti-doping operation to be judged fully compliant with the rules and regulations, which would bring to an end its near three-year suspension. In order to do that, two key criteria must be satisfied. An acceptance of the McLaren report, which contained details of a huge doping conspiracy organised by senior government figures, and to make available urine samples from the Moscow lab, which was at the centre of the scandal. Russia has been reluctant to fully comply with both requests, but a panel of independent inspectors has agreed that a suitable compromise has now been reached. Business news, and a short time ago, the Hang Seng Index was at 27,387. That's 20 points down on the previous close. Turnover stands at $50 billion. Currencies, the US dollar is trading at 112.15 yen. The euro stands at 1 US dollar and 16 cents. And the pound is worth 10 Hong Kong dollars and 31 cents. Sport now, and here's Damon Pang. Thank you, and we start with football. A tier 4 Cristiano Ronaldo was sent off less than half an hour into his first Champions League game for Juventus. But his team still beat Valencia in Spain in his absence. The BBC's Rob Schofield has the story. 
Ronaldo saw red for his reaction to Valencia defender Jason Murillo's theatrics after a jostle in the box. He appeared to reach down to lift him to his feet by his hair before pulling out at the last minute. Inconclusive and certainly open to interpretation, but the referee saw enough. Juventus's record signing left the pitch in tears, but it didn't cost his side. Penalties from Miralem Pjanic either side of half-time and a missed spot kick by Valencia in added time saw the Italian champions leave the Mestalla with a 2-0 win. Meanwhile, Cristiano Ronaldo's former club Real Madrid had little problems dispatching Roma in the start of their title defence. The Spanish team won 3-0 at home. Isco, Gareth Bale and Mariano, the goal scorers. Manchester City's woes in Europe continue with a shock 2-1 defeat at home to Lyon. City manager Pep Guardiola served a touchline ban and here's his deputy, Mikel Arteta. I want to look at it in a positive way. I think uh, we had a big call to say when you're not ready, when you're not at the races, at the start of a game in Champions League, you get punished. And after it's too late, it doesn't matter how good you are to get back into a game with two, two goals down against any team in Europe. It happens really, really rarely, you know. So I'm sure they're going to respond the way they responded when they went 2-0 down and the next game it will be a completely different story. Paul Pogba powered Man United to a 3-0 win against Champions League debutant Young Boys in Switzerland. And a quick look at other Champions League scores. In Group E, Bayern Munich beat Benfica 2-0, Ajax fresh AEK Athens 3-0. In Group F, Shakhtar Donetsk and Hoffenheim drew 2-0. And there was the same scoreline for the game between Victoria Pilsen and CSKA Moscow in Group G. On to basketball, Minnesota Timberwolves star Jimmy Butler has reportedly asked to be traded days before the start of training camp. Multiple reports in the U.S. say the four-time All-Star wants to go to a big market team and the Los Angeles Clippers are his top choice, followed by the two teams in New York. The 29-year-old forward has only joined the T-Wolves last season in a trade from Chicago, averaging more than 22 points a game. He has two years left on his contract, but he's expected to opt out next summer. On to cricket, and India thrashed Pakistan at the Asia Cup in Dubai, winning by eight wickets with 21 overs to spare. More from the BBC's Sarah Mukherans. India ran out comfortable winners in Dubai. Pakistan were bowled out for just 162 in the first innings. Bhuvaneshwar Kumar and Kedar Jadav both taking three wickets. And in reply, India were just two wickets down when they reached the total with 21 overs to spare. Captain Rohit Sharma top scoring with 52. Sarah Mulkerns there, and that's your spot. And to end the news, the top stories once again. Two loan sharks have been jailed for three years for falsely imprisoning a woman in a love hotel. A golf coach has been given a suspended sentence for attacking a protester outside Fangling Golf Course. And the Hong Kong Federation of Education Workers has called on the Education Bureau to offer all schools a one-off payment of $100,000 to subsidize the clean-up after Typhoon Manquot. And that's the news from RTHK. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
know your expectations. I don't even want your congratulations. I recognize your false confidence and calculated promises. All in your conversation. I hate people that feel entitled. Look at me crazy cause I ain't invite you. Oh, you important, you the moral to the story. You endorsing motherfucker, I don't even like you. Corrupt a man's heart with a gift. That's how you find out who you're dealing with. It's my percentage you I'm building with. I want the credit if I'm losing or I'm winning on my mama, that's the really shit. Yeah.